You're listening to Up to the Mic. If you want to learn about the struggles and triumphs of starting a business, performing for sold-out arenas, or inspiring those you lead, Up to the Mic is the show for you. Throw on some headphones and get ready to listen as our host, Vinny Hale, sits down to showcase the stories of those who deserve their stories be told. From young entrepreneurs to critically acclaimed musicians and so much more, Vinny helps compile a season of interviews that inspire listeners to follow in the footsteps of his guests. Welcome to season one. Sorry for the interruption, but this podcast is brought to you by Footy International. Footy International is a forward-thinking, sustainable apparel company based in Austin, Texas, that creates socks geared for worldwide adventures. The co-founders engineered these socks from plastic bottles to optimize comfort, durability, and sustainability, all with an entirely USA-made supply chain. With specifically added technology like antimicrobial treatment and rib sole knitting, you can wear these everywhere you explore every day. And socks are just a start for this company. Keep an eye out for their new product releases coming soon. Save the planet and your feet today by using code UPTOTHEMIC10 for 10% off site-wide at footyinternational.com. Welcome back, everyone. Today's guests are a sketch writing and comedic duo based in Los Angeles, California. You might know them by their viral TikTok channel, DuraFest2, or by their recent venture into the YouTube realm. This hilariously funny and outrageously talented duo is taking social media by storm, and they're here to discuss the major changes since the last time that we spoke. Alex Maestrick and Pablo Hernandez, welcome to the show, guys. Woo! I'm so happy we paid you all that money to say all that nice stuff about us. Well worth it. <laughs> no, the audio we're, wasn't bad. Oh, no, the claps were great. And uh, I, I don't have my own uh, applause effect in there. So I'm thankful that you guys were able to step in and take the place of my sound effects for me. Um, well, but I appreciate you guys being on. It's, uh, it's been a few weeks, few months since we last spoke. I had you guys on an interview to, uh, before the podcast was even you know, it's kind of an afterthought at that point or just in the early stages of becoming an idea. And I had you guys do a, an article write-up and the article write-up was very successful. It was great. I, I hope that I was able to portray your story very well, but a lot has changed since then. So right. <laughs> we're going to get so into fun. all things that have changed. Um, and I'm sure that everybody's very excited to hear what you guys have been up to recently. But for those of the, those of our listeners who might not have heard about you guys before or who might not have read the article beforehand let's start off with a little bit of a recap so both of you just kind of whoever wants to to take it first but go ahead and run with it and talk about where you're from what your experience was like growing up and then we'll kind of venture into the comedy a little bit after that gotcha you want to you want to go Alex you go all right I'll get it on um what's up I'm Alex I'm from uh Katy Texas so kind of Houston area um grew up i have uh, a younger brother his name's nick shout out to nick uh who's amazing he's over in florida right now and uh, i went to school at texas a&m university uh amazing school spent amazing time there a little bit too long there and that's where i eventually met pablo so that's how we first got connected alex you got to talk about your family some more man where you from when- oh, oh can i go into that okay here we go absolutely so my family is so a lot of my so we're living in texas but a lot of my family is actually in the northeast so it's like new york pennsylvania 
uh, with Massachusetts, New Jersey, huge, like personalities, huge storytellers. They are probably some of the funniest people I've ever gotten to meet. I knew growing up, I loved kind of being around the dinner table, especially at like my grandma's house, or we went to kind of the Jersey shore and just hang at the beach. And they'd have like stories over like just amazing meals or like kind of like clam pasta and just kind of talking. And I just admired how amazing, like my uncles and aunts and, and my whole family is just amazing storytellers. And so I always thought that was just the coolest thing growing up because it brought them all together. Um, and it made me feel super shy because I was like, oh, they're so funny. They're killing this stuff. And I was like, I wish I could just be as, as, uh, just invested in just bringing this community together like they could. Um, and so I'd say that I was pretty shy growing up and kind of until college time. Um, and that's where I kind of really started coming out of my shell more and really just started trying to embody this cool atmosphere that my family's just had naturally with their personalities. So I think that's kind of the coolest thing about my family. Shout out to all of them um, over there. They're just so influential. So, yeah. That's gotcha. my Nice. I guess I'll take it over from there. Uh, yeah, no, my name is Pablo Hernandez. For people listening, I am from Dallas, Texas. It's where I grew up. Um, been there my entire life. I am a first-generation Mexican-American. So on top of that, also a first-generation college student. Uh, I grew up in a household with over like uh, 10 people, 20 people in it. Yeah, when I was growing up. Uh, so aunts, uncles, cousins. Uh, very chaotic family, but very fun household. I think we were all... Since it was like a lot of kids, we were all kind of trying to fight for attention at times. So mainly it was our grandma taking care of us, our abuelita, people. And that's Spanish for grandma. You guys didn't know that. Um, and so we were all trying to fight for attention. So I always kind of had that itch for, um, I don't know, wanting to be something a little bit more. And so I grew up watching a lot of, I think we talked about this video last time, but a lot of like, um, more like a, like Comedy Central and like Gabriel Iglesias and like the George Lopez show and stuff like that. Like that stuff was always super funny. So I was super inspired by that. And so when I got to high school, I actually ventured off and did a little bit more of that stuff. I got to be in high school production, such as like West Side Story. I got to be a shark. I got to be Beauty and the Beast. And I got to be uh, the baker. And then I think I was also an Aladdin junior. I got to be the genie, which was super cool. Um, but it was a lot of fun stuff. Um, and that was pretty much it. Parents were really supportive. And, it's, uh, you know, I one of the biggest things I got like one of the biggest thrills of my life was like making my parents laugh like if any time i can make them laugh it was just so awesome because i know they were working so hard to support our family um but yeah then i went to probably got accepted to a m and decided to chase the engineering career life like alex did as well and that was a good time and that's where we met as you know vincent yeah so i uh i had the privilege of meeting you guys during your time at texas a and m and it's crazy to see how things have come full circle from where you were being engineers. I remember the first time uh, meeting you guys, that was kind of how you identified yourself was as an engineer student because people take that. I mean, it's a very prideful thing. You have to almost like live as, you know, I'm an engineer. You have to live with that mantra when you're going through school. Otherwise it's just going to be too hard and you're going to quit and it's not going to be worth it. Um, yeah. But you guys quit for much bigger and better things. And we're going to get into that <laughs> shortly, but you know, you talked about what your family was like growing up and how you guys initially met. And you talked briefly about the, you know, how comedy was a little bit, you know, in the background in those early years. But take me through how comedy came into the picture for you guys after graduation. Maybe um, talk about what you did immediately after graduation and then where later down the road you picked back up with each other and got comedy rolling in L.A. 100%. Alex, you want to start it off? 
Yeah. So I, it, it is crazy. Like thinking how we went, I mean, I started mechanical engineer that went to industrial distribution, which is what me and Pablo both finished up on. And it was just bounced around like crazy. I graduated in December, 2020, finished up there and really didn't know what the next step was going to be. I did some internships before. Um, and, but what I did get to do fall of 2019, um, I got to do the Disney college program. And the reason I did the Disney college program is because Pablo did the Disney college program the year what? before. Yeah. What? I know. <laughs> I, and I, and I had to go and I was like, uh, Pablo, we had the next semester together and I'm like, Pablo, I'm excited for this next semester. You know, it's going to be great finishing off for you. And you're like, yeah, man, I'm going to do a Disney college program. I said, what are you talking about? And he left me. And then I got to go visit him while he was over there. And I just thought it was one of the coolest, most fun experiences. We took a picture over there. That was my background screensaver for forever. I loved it. Then I got to go out there and do it the following year. One of the just coolest, most unique experiences I've ever gotten to do, see that creativity and just energy actually in person at Disney. So coming to the end of college, when I was looking at kind of these degree, my degree and what I was doing, I just thought I was kind of wanting something more creative and something an outlet that I've never pursued, especially growing up wise, um, was nothing that I really factored in. But my family, again, was those big storytellers. And so I think that's why I was attracted to Disney so much. So I finished off school and I actually called Pablo a little bit before that to kind of ask him, because I know he did improv before. I'll let him kind of start sharing a little bit about him, but I knew he was the right guy to ask about this. Yeah. It's kind of picking up that. I guess maybe I should have started first because I graduated first. <laughs> yeah, you did finish first. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I was copying everything I did, but okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, yeah, no, I also did the Disney College program in the fall of 2018. So I was not in school. And then I came back in May of 2019. I was really inspired by the Disney College program. I tried to apply uh, for PIs and stuff, um, like their professional internship program, but it's just so hard to get. Like you have to have a perfect GPA. Um, and that was not our case because we got, we were engineers and we didn't want to be engineers anymore. So we got screwed over on that end. Uh, but I graduated in May of 2019 and I decided, I think I decided maybe some way like halfway through, like before I graduated that, like I wanted to, obviously I wanted to have stable income and I wanted to have health insurance because you need that, uh, I think. Um, and I was like, maybe I should, I don't even know if comedy is something I really want to pursue. So I was like, maybe I should start taking improv classes um to see if it's something i want to do so i took a job in austin i feel like austin is the best place to be because it's like kind of like you know mini la sometimes and so i signed up for an improv class at the institution theater and i actually took first three improv classes with a guy named tom booker awesome guy really great really really made me fall in love with the whole comedy aspect of stuff um and i was like i think this is something i can do and people like other teachers were very supportive of me encouraging me um and so i was about to do level four with them and then the pandemic hit um and so that really sucked um and so i i moved back home uh to dallas because my lease was up and i was like i don't know it's no point having a lease out here in austin at least for a month or so but then you know how we're still in the pandemic now uh and then yeah to then alex's point to kind of tie it back there then i get a call like in the middle of the summer of 2020 and alex calls me or first he texts me and he's like hey i want to talk to you about something super serious I'm like, we never talk about anything serious. Um, and so I'm like, shoot, I should give him a call. So I call him and he's like, hey, I also want to pursue a career in comedy. And I'm like, damn it, damn it, damn it. I can't have nothing to myself. Following you. Following, yeah, yeah, every yeah. time. <laughs> I know. So, uh, but no, it was good. We had a good talk with, uh, I know we told you this, but for our listeners out there, we didn't really talk much about it afterwards. I ended up uh, moving to Austin. Um, 
And then on our way to one of our good buddies, uh, one day our, our one of our good buddies, Mitchell, invited us both to his ranch out there. Um, and so Alex made, uh, I was like, I'll go if you pick me up, Alex. But I was, he was like, sure, I'll go do it, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, okay, whatever. Um, and then he came and picked me up and I was really nervous. Cause I was like, I've never talked to him like for three hours, four hours. How long this car ride's going to be? <laughs> so I was like, what are we going to talk about for four hours uh, or eight hours? I guess total. But no, it was good. We started talking a lot. We just dove right in, started talking about comedy. Um, and yeah, we were like, we should try to do this thing. Yeah, after, um, yeah, we went to Mitchell's Ranch, had a couple drinks. Um, and then Alex is like, we should move out to LA and do it and stuff. Um, and now here we are. That's how we became known. If I remember right from the first time you guys told me this story, it was you had a few drinks at the ranch. And I remember Alex looking at Pablo. You told the story very vividly. You look at Pablo and you said yeah. that Alex don't or you said Pablo don't stay in Texas. Yeah. Move yeah. To LA. Move to LA, man. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's move to LA, man. Let's do it. Uh, and then over time later. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, literally that was Mitchell's ranch, I think, was December twenty twenty. And so yeah, it was crazy to look back. It's been a year, year and a month now, I guess, January, but yeah. So Which is wild because yeah. it, you and it's it's all at, at no moment did we have it all it's like we say we're going to move out here at no point during eight hours did we get it all figured out like you would think maybe you could figure it all out in eight hours and we had this whole game plan no idea what we were going to do with it all still it was yeah. just still that uh adrenaline off the concept and knowing that was both something we really wanted to do and then now that we're here I, that just flew by mm-hmm Crazy. Well, when you're taking a big leap like that, there's obviously a load of excitement and adrenaline, like you say, that it kind of just, when you have this big idea and you have this big dream and you just eventually commit to it, it changes how you think about everything else. And so you're just like, oh, I don't care how it happens. I don't care what the plan is. It's just, it's going to happen one way or the other. You're just committed at that point. And it's cool to see how you guys, like having known you guys from that point, before that point, and then now when it's, you know, you haven't made it yet, but you're well on your way to accomplishing all your dreams. And that's really cool to see, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> We're doing the best we can. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I want to circle back to something y'all mentioned earlier. You mentioned your family influences. You mentioned SNL, you mentioned comedy central. Are there any more of those big com comedy influences or uh, sketch writers or sketch teams, whatever it was that maybe, you know, had big influences on you starting out or even growing up that made you or have kind of molded the way y'all's comedy and what it's turned into? Yeah, I think for me, I think it would just be improv in general. I know me and Alex always talk about this. I'm, and maybe not like, well, like to, if we're like listing off like specific people, it's like Key and Peele, probably Lonely Island, Please Don't Destroy. But all those guys like really had their foundations for the most part, kind of like, well, at least I don't think about Police on the Street. I think Andy Samberg and them just kind of started doing digital content. But like Key and Peele and like this new sketch group on SNL, Police on the Street, these guys are like improvisers at heart and stuff like that and sketch writers. And so for me, like I remember going to my first improv show, I think in LA, I came to visit. Um, I came with Ryan Meyer. We flew up one summer um, to visit our, an alumni, uh, Chuck Fly. And I think also Kevin Boone was living out here at that time. And I remember going to one of uh, the improv shows and I was just amazed at, everything that was going on it was the first time i saw an improv show and i was just like it is so cool how you can take an idea and just like make a whole show about it and like so spontaneous and never do that show like they always open up like that thing they're like uh welcome to like the opening and closing of cake 
you know, or something like that. And so it, I think just in general, like I was just always amazed by that, uh, how people can just make people laugh and that adrenaline and rush. So I would probably say like those, like if we're talking about like legit influences, those guys, because one thing I do respect about Key and Peel a lot. Oh, sorry. I was like, I think I thought how did you turn on the sink at the sprinklers outside or something? <laughs> I promise <laughs> I didn't move. I was like, how did you do that? Uh, oh, no, yeah, man. but but yeah, Key and Peel definitely. Those guys, their comedy is just so smart. It's like beyond like it's a, it's like a, sometimes you like a political hot take on stuff, but it's very very clever. And there's like a whole game and format to all that stuff. But that's what I'd probably say right now. Yeah, what about you, Alex? Yeah, I would say. It is cool growing up, like the initial, what you can see on TV. So, of course, like SNL growing up, late night shows. So having like Jimmy Fallon kind of early on, especially in high school. I remember that was always something that we would kind of watch right before bed because that was kind of 1030. It was kind of like cut off of the nights. So we just stay up a little bit longer, watch his monologue, see like if he does a game or something. It always made us laugh and then kind of like capped on the night. And we all kind of went our ways for the rest of the night. And so that was really cool. But I remember even earlier like comedy sports, if you ever remember, like those yeah. around your area. But that was like an improv like realm that I saw younger. That was like, this is just magic. Like there's no way like I could ever do this. They're like pulling stuff out of thin air and they had red team and blue team and they would just compete. And I said, these people are geniuses. And then coming up here, it's been cool having Pablo really take his excitement for improv and really show me more about it through like UCB uh, we even went with some buddies. I remember our buddies, Gino and Ryan, we went to New York and I remember we had a flight and we had to land and we had the option between going to an improv show or going to uh, get our room, like our hotel key room. And we're like, let's do the improv show. And so we went to the improv show instead and we eventually figured out the room and everything rested night. It took forever. But I just, it, it's been cool how improv started to creep in and being with Pablo now, like, introducing new stuff and and now actually getting to perform improv online and doing like we've got new stand-up here too so seeing it on tv growing up and actually getting to do it is just an experience you just never could even have imagined just watching it growing up so it's been cool having those experiences now moving here more have there been a lot of uh, i know you mentioned improv online and you briefly mentioned stand-up have y'all gone out and done any more recent stand-up or is it still something you're working on i know things have kind of blown up since then but are you still looking into the stand-up space a little bit i i well i saying yes i'm like uh <laughs> the, the dual thing the, tell me about the, the dual thing that we're trying yes to yeah so um i think we don't uh or i personally don't really want to do stand-up I, I like it. I think it's cool. I think it's like the only thing right now, like the only outlet right now in person that you can really do, at least in Los Angeles. I know other states like, um, or like other cities like Chicago, uh, you can do improv and sketch in person and stuff. Well, I guess the ground links is doing stuff like in person, but uh, other than that, like stand up's like the only outlet you can go and perform in front of a live audience. So that's good practice to just get out there because the tricky thing is like with, you can, you know, somebody can be like hilarious, like in social media and be like very content creators, but there could be a, they are like sometimes can be a different complete person when you have to put them like in front of a live audience of people who are just like there to judge the heck out of you. Um, so I, we've done a couple stand-ups since then, but we're trying to work on something new since we're really trying to sell ourselves as a duo right now. We're trying to do a dual stand-up set at the moment. Uh, we don't know how it's going to go, but basically uh, like living with Alex and stuff, we realized there's a lot of differences, right? So Alex 
for example, like just like in general, like Christmas time, right? Uh, on Christmas Eve, like my family stays up till midnight or now stays up later. We stay up till 4 a.m. But at midnight, we start opening presents. You know, Alex is asleep before midnight probably and they're, then they wake up early in the morning to uh, open up presents. On Thanksgiving Day, we were cracking up because I was like, hey, Alex, what time did you eat on Thanksgiving Day? And he was like, mm, maybe like around 3 p.m. And I was like, you son of a gun. I didn't eat till like 9 p.m. because my family was like, we told everybody 3 p.m., but they all didn't bring their stuff and they were all running late. And so that's just like a thing that happens with ethnic families a lot and stuff. And so I was just so annoyed. I was like, damn, I was so jealous of them. <laughs> they got it so good. Uh, uh, I thought that they was get so to funny. eat at a reasonable time. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, and like the thing is like, People are like, why didn't you just eat? And I'm like, because they all got the other dishes. Like, I'm not going to eat the freaking mac and cheese. But I was eating it by itself for a long time, but I was just pissed. Uh, but yes, so we're trying to do like a dual thing and we're trying to compare our life differences. Uh, the way we're kind of positioning it is like the Drake and Josh type of thing. Like, you know, where they kind of do a split screen and like, then they go back and forth between like what their hot take is on something. So I do like that. Yeah. I, used, I mean, that was one of my favorite shows growing up and I could, I could yeah. picture what you're talking about within the, yeah. within the scenes, the little cutaways from each person. Yeah. Uh, no, that would be funny. And it's different. It's new. It's not something that's really out there in the stand up yeah. world very often. I mean, there's obviously sketch writing groups and that's a big thing, but as far as the actual being on stage or in front of a camera and doing dual stand up, I, I mean, you yeah. would know better than I would, but that seems like nothing I've, I, I mean, it's not something I'm very familiar with. Is it something? Yeah, it's it's not very it's not very uh, common. It, I I know people of that do it, but not maybe in LA, but just in general. But it's hard to be really good at it because you both have to be able to feed off the crowd. But also, it's because it's like you're going to get paid the same as one person technically. <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh, until you get there, until you get really good. But yeah, yeah exactly. we're working. Playing. We're working towards it. Yeah. But and it's exciting to work on that together. You know, like it, it's cool because we were doing stand up individually and so it was awesome getting to practice with each other here like just in the living room we'd be running it back and forth and it's like it's too long <laughs> alex that doesn't make sense i'm like i don't know what i'm writing anymore <laughs> like i'm like going crazy trying to come some of the night the day before and it's just awesome and even you can hear it through our like stand-up stuff too it's pablo does a great job like talking about his family and so i've got to learn so much about him through that too and so when he pitched that idea it's like it's exciting talking about the biggest thing he always points out it's like personability and it's like bring you on that stage and when he put the side by sides and what's funny when we called each other on thanksgiving and he's like you've already ate all this different stuff it's like oh my gosh and he put it into a form of a show and it's super exciting now like reflecting on our lives and what's different and laughing about that and learning more so i think that's what's really exciting with it too no i'm very excited about it uh I'm ready to see some of it, which I know I told you all this the last time we spoke, but I wanted to come see some stand-up or see some clips of it. Yeah, and It's yeah. far between right now, but one of these days I will eventually see you all do stand-up, whether that be individually or the dual stand-up, whatever it is. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be the first one you can run your jokes by. So I'll give you a solo <laughs> show. <laughs> last time we spoke, you had about 5,000 followers on Instagram. And checking here a minute ago, you've got well over 23,000, almost 24,000. Um, mm -hmm. And then on TikTok, you had just kind of blown up with your Troy Bolton and your uh, LM Pompeo and E! News. Like things were just starting to take off. You had around 200,000 followers. Now you've got well over 430,000 followers. So well over double what we were just talking about. So yeah. things have definitely changed, to say the least, since the last time I've spoken with you. So Let's dive into the news. What, what's in the picture, man? Is there a management company involved? What new ventures are in the works? Like, what are you, what's going on? Yeah. Um, what do you want to, Alex, you could take maybe. 
What do you want to talk uh, about? Can I say the news? Can I say the news? <laughs> yeah, I go it? ahead. Go I'll ahead. the ribbon. I'm doing it. Don't stop me. Um, we just biggest probably update since then, and that's so cool. Like hearing those that back because I mean it was a while back since we talked to you, but it wasn't ages ago. So it's it's cool looking back on on how much has happened. Biggest thing that we just experienced was we got to uh, we are now signed with a manager. Her name is Miss Barbara Jones with Outshine Talent, um, and we are ecstatic to be in this position. Very grateful, very fortunate uh, of just being in a position to even have that opportunity um, to be able to go on this fun, crazy adventure and for her to be like along with the ride and see that with us and to want to push us to be bigger than what we even could think we could be. Um, She's helped through these meetings, just raise the bar what we thought was even possible. And so it's exciting of we're saying like, what about like this? We're trying maybe to look into, you know, future of these people that we idolize the best now in writing She's here saying, like, I think that I'm excited to go on this adventure with you guys. We're going to figure out that path, um, figure out these opportunities to grow you guys in these new directions. What do you want? What are your goals? We're like, what are our goals? And you yeah. just keep digging into it. And it's, like, so important to kind of realize. So we are very fortunate and grateful to have that because that's going to be just a- an exciting journey to have her along and motivating us along the way. Um, so we've just been learning a ton with there. So thank you for letting me announce that, Pablo. I really appreciate you <laughs> do that one. No, yeah, definitely probably the biggest update, Vinny, since then. Other than that, I mean, I'm trying to think of uh, other stuff that probably happened. Uh, Taylor Swift was huge. She comments on one of her videos. Just like little things that happened. Oh, we got to, we TikTok reached out. Um, so TikTok reached out to yes. us about partnering with them. Um, so basically, like, uh, we kind of have, like, a partner manager at TikTok, and she's awesome. Um, and, uh, she's been able to help us out to like, uh, be more involved with TikTok as a whole. So, uh, she got, she invited us to like an Emily in Paris Netflix screen, like Netflix and TikTok invited us like an Emily in Paris screening, which was super cool. We got to dress up and actually use some of those suits. Uh, and we got to attend like our first Hollywood premiere, I guess, which is really cool. Um, and then she also submitted us to be part of something called TikTok Trendathon Live. Um, and so, which was a... TikTok live event where you basically recreated, they recreated the best trends of 2021. Um, so they asked us to be a part of it. And it was super cool. Um, it was our first time ever being like on a set. Uh, we were like, I guess you would say the talent, right? So like everybody was so nice to us. We got to learn about how it works backstage. We were mic'd up. Uh, we got treated to really nice food. Uh, it was just like super funny, like to think that people thought of us as that and like or that we were talented enough to be somewhere like that um and it was we met so many cool people and probably one of the best experiences so far i'm saying so far uh because it really was <laughs> Dude, real quick on that because it's so like the whole time it's cool like here i will describe it as like we we're like so honored and like this is just such an amazing opportunity and then we're like all right just like cool like come on we got this like naturals and it it was like play it off play it off we've we've done this a million times before it's another in the park i remember it's like five minutes before we are i'm about to go into the bathroom probably use the bathroom i said i'm gonna use the bathroom real quick so we already got like hair and and makeup there they like worked miracle lectures they somehow made us look decent and (laughs) they're like we have to put our sweaters on but pablo like we have our makeup on our face so Pablo, like, they're, like, putting this sweater on Pablo. So I come out of the bathroom, and I see Pablo, like, swinging, <laughs> like, trying to put this thing on. And they have to put, like, a paper towel on his face so that the makeup's not getting all over the sweater. And Pablo's like, ah! 
And then I have like somebody on my right, like trying to mic me up. And then somebody else like on my left directing the people with the makeup. No, don't roll it as Beckham. And I'm like stressed. I'm like, I wonder if this is how it feels like being on SNL. Probably not. That's probably way more stressful, but it was funny. <laughs> well, you've got a little glimpse into your future now. If y'all keep making these appearances and being on live shows and whatnot, you've got a little glimpse of what the rest of your lives could look like. So we'll take that into consideration. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll have it by then. Well, that's awesome to hear that you guys have all that going on. I had a I had a little hunch about the management company. Um, I've been doing a little bit of research into you guys and checking out all y'all's info online, and it wasn't yeah. too, too hard to find. Um, yeah. so that's really cool. I'm glad y'all have that direction now, and I know that you, you know, had big dreams and aspirations beforehand, but now having that person there that's done it before or done it for other people before, and they're going to be able to make you answer those hard questions about where you really want to be and then help you get there. Absolutely love that for you guys. But there's something else that I want to kind of ask about that might be a little new. I uh, I know you guys just started a YouTube channel. And so I want to know <laughs> yes, yes. What, are, what are the plans for the YouTube channel? Um, there's only been one video posted so far, but I know there's a lot in store if it's with you guys. So I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about the plans for you know YouTube and what may be next. <laughs> dude honestly we're just trying to wing it right <laughs> we're just we're, i feel like we're still learning a lot like it's kind of, it's so new right so like for example when we got on tiktok you were i mean Finny, you were there since us with the beginning we were just like dropping whatever and blah 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 um i and so we didn't really know what stuck then a couple things stuck and we kept doing it and doing it and obviously i've been blessed to gain this following say they with instagram on instagram we really weren't growing that much even when we were blowing up on tiktok i think at one point we had like almost 100k followers on tiktok and we barely had like 200 followers on instagram maybe if that but then e-news posted us and and then um one of the other cast members from Grey's Anatomy besides Len, Ellen Pompeo she duetted one of our videos and then that kind of just helped our Instagram account blow up and now it's gaining a wider audience now people are finding it kind of like on their own kind of similar to how TikTok was so right now with YouTube we're kind of starting from scratch again um really cool because on one side it, it's really hard because people are so used to us doing like our movie recreation monologues for the most part. And so they're so used to seeing us like that. So getting the show on a different side is super exciting, but also it's like maybe the same people who like our movie recreations don't really like watching sketch comedy or something like that, you know? And so that's the exciting part. So now we have a chance to build a new audience of people who are excited about seeing us do more sketches or like digital content online. Um, it's hard, but like, really we're just trying to figure it out right now. I know every day we're trying to come up that first sketch that we wrote man um looking back we're still living learning we were laughing through it. we hope you enjoyed it but it was a it was a it was like it was cool being like i think how long did we work on it alex maybe like like five hours. minutes <laughs> oh yeah right yeah, <laughs> yeah five minutes a lot of work a lot of work editing and shooting and writing and fit like that but there's no other way you learn that through that experience it is going through all that and pablo's a wizard on the computer molding it all and figuring out the lighting and things that we can do better next time. So it was just so great also to like, like that's been just like talk. We're going to do YouTube. We're going to do YouTube. We're going to do YouTube. And it's like, we did YouTube. And we're freaking out. And we like get subscribers. We got, we were like, look at our subscriber count. We're like, oh, it's going up. It's going up. Like 14. <laughs> we got 14. And then we yeah. look again. It's like 13. We already lost them. <laughs> like, we lost a follower. <laughs> like, how do we lose people already? So it's, it's, that's going to be the journey now. So we're excited to have, like Paul said, just a new avenue to test new stuff. Try, cause again, on TikTok, it, you try something new and people are like, 
knock that off. Go back to what you're doing. And yeah. like, oh, sorry. <laughs> we'll yeah. go back to what we're doing. So it's nice to now expand in this new avenue. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm really happy that you guys are getting to expand in this new avenue. And it's going to be something that I'm a big YouTube fiend. I'm like, I dive into the YouTube rabbit hole. And I also have <laughs> like my like little set of subscriptions that I just watch religiously. Whether And they're all over the place too. Like some are like real like, not educational, but like documentary-ish. Some mm-hmm. are just completely just funny comedy. Some are, you know, video gamers and some are real estate agents, like showing crazy houses. Like That's I'm all awesome. over the place with what I look yeah. at. And uh-huh. I'm excited to have another cool account to subscribe to. Um, Thanks, man. But let's talk about your bread and butter. We I, we kind of skipped around a little bit. Let's get back to TikTok. And I want to know what is up with you guys as far as, you know, tell the, tell the viewers that might not know or the listeners that might not know. What's your bread and butter? What do you typically make content of? What are the videos like? How did you find out that your viewers liked this type of content? And then how do you kind of keep up with the demand for all these videos that people want you to make? Because there's thousands of comments asking you to do another another <laughs> monologue. And it's just crazy to see you guys keep up with it. I feel like you're pumping out videos every single day. So just yeah. expand on that a little, yeah. A hundred percent. It's going to be a wormhole right now, Vinny. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, I guess I can start Alex and just feel free to add on and or take mm-hmm. off and like whatever. Yeah. But um Basically, what happened, Vinny, you were there since the beginning. Uh, when we were first posting videos, man, we would get excited if something got, like, over 300 views, which yes! is honestly yes! a lot. <laughs> it's honestly a lot because I think we had, like, 32 followers. But, uh, no. Yeah, on top I mean, of the world. Yeah, and so nothing was hitting, nothing was slapping. And then uh, the first video that made us go semi-viral was – we were oh, oh we were at a bar one day and I'm a big fan of Taylor Swift and I saw somebody kind of do like a hot take like on Taylor Swift albums whether it was like ranking them or like uh, like uh, outfits that go to Taylor Swift albums and I was like man I was like we should do something like that because I would be so like I would laugh at that like I would and so we were at a bar and I saw him pick up a Dos Equis and drink it and I was like dude alcohol that matches Taylor Swift albums and I was like that's it like we we got to film the video so it was just an idea and we didn't really care at that point because that thing was like hitting um and so we're like let's do it so we filmed it um we had fun doing it and we're like we posted it and i think it got a thousand views we're like awesome like we did it like that was cool um and then three days later i think alex like you left for a wedding or something and Mm -hmm. then uh, there was i was like chill by myself and i was like oh like i hadn't checked our tiktok account i think that was like we had posted two other videos after that and they did whatever and then the, the taylor swift video i just looked at our profile and i think the taylor swift video had like 10,000 views and I was so confused I was like wait when did it go from a thousand to ten thousand so I was kind of keeping live track during that time and then woke up and it had like over 60,000 views and I was like what and I was like that's so cool I was like this is the greatest day of our life yeah (laughs) it's it's then I was like so I just came back and I was like do we need to do it again because we gained like or like I think we got had 102 followers we're like cool we we gained like 30 followers because of that video so we have to do it again so like we should do um like another big pop sensation olivia rodrigo and so we did that one and it got like over four hundred and fifty thousand views i was like dang like we crushed it dude like we did what we (laughs) we did what we needed to do but what we didn't realize is when that one blew up when the olivia rodrigo one blew up people were stalking our profile we started getting more followers so people started stalking our account and so uh, like a few days earlier before we had filmed olivia rodrigo 
we had actually filmed a monologue and we just did it for fun. It was like for like our friends, Michelle and Megan, because they're always quoting a Cinderella story. Like, no, you listen, you turned out to be exactly who I thought you were. And so we're like, we should do a video just for them because like, we want to show like, we appreciate their support. They're always liking our videos, even if they're not that funny, blah, blah, blah. And so we did it. Um, and so then people started, when they start, came to our profile, they found that video and they made it blow up. And so then like the next day, I think it, that video had over like, what would you say like maybe like two hundred thousand views maybe so we were like what what the heck so i was like now we can keep recreating like more alcohol that matches albums and then we can keep doing the 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 monologue part and so we kept doing more monologues and then the bread and butter that just exploded us was legally blonde that was crazy we did that spoon she commented on the video um and that was insane uh yeah, and I'll, I'll head over to y'all. If you want to touch more on, like, just stuff about that. But that was kind of, like, where we, like, we're, like, we have to keep doing this now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever been excited to see an emoji as I was when Reese Witherspoon said the little target with an arrow in it. And we're, like, oh, we're, like, <laughs> yeah. in the morning. It's, like, 7 a.m. We're, like, what if she responds? I don't know. Like, maybe she'll respond. I don't know. And then she did. We're, like, oh, I got it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It freaked out. And, like, Paul was said, too, it was cool, like, having it be something – like we had two things at that moment so it was like man the the i'll call the songs is going really well and then the movie monologues are going good so then we started doing like she's the man i think was the next one another one that our friends megan michelle like a lot and we're taking that inspiration then doing more of the drink uh drinking uh once the songs we went into like disney channel it's like we love disney channel let's throw it back to disney channel did yeah. there hannah montana um and so then started this branch and then really those monologues became at all and we were just diving into new movies and shows and it was so awesome because people were commenting every movie imaginable and we're like mm -hmm. oh we've seen that of course you know <laughs> it's like yeah. everything you could imagine people were commenting and we just got then inspired to then do that stuff and we started branching into shows um i think now it was really starting to come i think the next big milestone was then Around that time, we started, I think, Squid Game. So we were doing the monologues. I think two sketches really then hit big after that was yeah. one, Squid Games, which was really popular. And we did a spinoff of them in goofier situations than Squid Games, if you've seen it, and, yeah. and becoming very serious. And then also Troy Bolton, where we kind of recreated a scene from High School Musical 3. And then that got reposted by Kenny Ortega. I think That's I was... my favorite. That is my favorite. <laughs> I think hilarious. Biddy, and the funny... For our listeners out there, or viewers, whoever... <laughs> Vinny was like, we posted that video originally, and I think it got 200 views, and Vinny commented and he was just like, this is so funny and stuff like that. So I was like, and I think we were like, whatever we decided to recreate it again and repost it, we were like, dude, like, I was like, I was like, I feel like it's funny. Vinny thinks it's funny, so I think I we need to do it. it hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so we did it, and we started a trend on TikTok. If you go and you look at the soundbite, there are so many people who started redoing it, and it just blew up like crazy. Yeah. Wow. Crazy yeah. carpet bird. You'll get through that video. I <laughs> can imagine. It over and over. But Whether I you're think... the one acting out or the one filming. Crazy <laughs> yeah. carpet bird either way. So. And it was great. I think our shout out to our buddy uh, Chase too. A lot of people were commenting. So we we're doing the Troy Bolden one. And then it's like, okay, like what about the cameraman in the back? Who's filming it? And then so we switched it. And then we had Pablo doing it too. And he was like in all black doing the camera thing. And he was flying. It was hilarious. So then we got to spin off of it. And just stuff was coming together with it. It was just cool having these inspiration, passing that forward, then more more monologues. Getting, I think Grey's Anatomy was kind of the big next 
milestone I can think of of just huge videos that got like Ellen Pompeo started like reposted and then Kate Walsh reached out to us and it was like around November time and we were just like what's happening this is so cool um and so we just get getting to ride that wave and so that's just gotten to keep evolving through all November and then December we were experimenting with different monologues too um and it's just been a, a crazy cool ride I don't know. Is there any, before we move on to what we're doing now, is there anything else history wise from the timeline, Pablo, from November and December that kind of popped up? Well, oh, of course, there's Taylor Swift. We did the Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift was probably the biggest thing. Full circle, because that was a video that made us go semi viral. And then she comments on us. Um, And that's like something else. I mean, maybe I could let you ask your next question too. I don't know if you may like segue, like, I guess, how we come up with the ideas or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was Mm -hmm. for that. That's a great segue. We'll talk about how y'all, you know, come up with the ideas. And then I know y'all take them very seriously as far as, you know, you're very dedicated to the craft and you're not going to post it unless you think it's right. Um, But before I ask you that question, I just want to know, you know, you've been posting a lot. I haven't kept up with every single video at the very beginning, man. I was commenting on almost every one of your videos (laughs) since you've blown up posting every day. I've, I've lost, you know, my ability to keep up. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's a good thing. I'm, I'm happy for you guys, but I haven't commented and liked on every single one of them like I used to. <laughs> but I want to know, have I missed a School of Rock monologue yet? And if not, <laughs> I'm going to request it now. I'm going to put you all on the spot. And I want to hear, you know, you don't have to do it right this second, but I want to I want to see a, a TikTok come out where it's, oh, oh you don't know the man? <laughs> in the White House, down the hall, Miss Mullins. She's the man. She's the man. Yeah. So. With a, ruin with a little something called MTV. Vinny, <laughs> uh, you come time. over here. <laughs> Vinny, you come over here. Sit on our couch with us. We will do that monologue in a heartbeat. We would love to have you in that one because that'd oh, be a blast. I would love it. Yeah, uh, we'll have to make that happen one day. But I'm going to hold y'all to making that video for me, whether it be soon or whether it be next time I see y'all. <laughs> I'm going to hold yeah, you to it, but, but no, okay. All jokes aside, um, tell us about the dedication that goes into every video and you know, what the making the video process is like to you guys. Yeah. You want me to take Alex a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's definitely evolved, I guess. It's just continued to grow of initially it was learning these scenes and then we were just kind of doing ones that we enjoyed, ones that we thought were fun. Um, and we, it was kind of really looking through these scenes on stuff that we just think are just huge, amazing franchises or just films that people have grown up with. So it's, it's cool through these monologues. One, they're just fun Two, They're just like, sometimes like very emotional driven or funny driven. And then three is cool because people, like I said, was free with school of rock. You're like, I can connect with that one. Like I know all the words to that one. And so we're like, all right, what monologues do people just know? Like, not just remember, but like are in their soul. People are like, I literally quote this show like five times a day. So it's cool hitting some of those monologues that really resonate with people. So we'll look through the comments and hear those things and then watch them back because we may, we, we've seen everything, of course, but maybe we just touch <laughs> up. We've, of course, seen everything. Just a refresher. Just to, just to relive it a little bit. And so we'll rewatch them and see, all right, how do we like it? What parts do we want to do? Because we can't have it be the whole movie, even though we would love to fit all that in our brains and, and squeeze that in. So I think that was how it's been. And then just running it through it together and trying to get, like, the facials are huge. I think it's, it's even early on, it's 
like when Hillary Duff in Cinderella story, she's got that sass with what she's doing. Um, there's Grey's Anatomy with Pick Me, Choose Me Lovely, where she's like just this desperate emotion, like confessing her love. So it's cool matching that with each other, having fun with it, and then making those videos. So that's now still what we kind of do in that process of picking them, making sure it's it's the emotion we want, and, and making stuff that we think people just love to recreate too, and also say with us. Yeah, it's also cool, like, uh, afterwards too, like figuring out, um, like, if there's just like little things that can really enhance the video, right? Because like, we might get the monologue perfect. But if there's is there like a sound a music or something like that, like, I think, like, because I think Grey's Anatomy was a huge turning point, really, like the with that TikTok, because we had filmed it. And it was very kind of like basic dialogue, like it wasn't that hard. And like, our most famous TikToks at that point had been like, really, like, uh, hard ones, I guess, like Legally Blonde was just like, hard like to recite that whole uh interrogation thing uh not interrogation what was it i don't know <laughs> i'm not a lawyer whatever yeah and then uh but then with grace and admin we finished it and we we're like oh yeah it's good i think something's like missing though but we couldn't really figure it out and i was like i know we don't really do this because it doesn't really fit into the theme i guess of us being like you know like oh what like we're just playing video games i was like well, what if we had music like that would be kind of funny right and we're like, I don't know, let's test it out. So we added the music and I could, I, we both could not stop laughing after we, like it added so much more. And so then from there, it's like expanding beyond that and stuff. Even with, um, uh, even like with the most recent video, we posted a uh, Tick Tick Boom one, um, which is, we didn't even, we, so we changed it up. We didn't even do like the intro, like, have you seen Tick Tick Boom? We just took the comment and we just did like the whole like choreography. They have like a really cool, like choreograph, like, dance singing section we didn't sing but we added the music and we like now the words and it was really cool i think that one got over two million views um so it's cool too it's also like beyond just like uh quoting monologues we're also trying to keep up with pop culture i think the reason why the reason like the taylor swift one and, and like things like squid games were so successful tiktok videos is because they were the pop culture moments in that you know so every, if you go on tiktok that's what everybody's going to be watching. Everybody's going to be talking about the new Taylor Swift music video. Everybody's going to be talking about Squid Games. So those videos are going to like show up on more people's feeds because that's what's been trending. So we always really try to take that into consideration as well. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense that you kind of cater to your audience, but also cater to the broader public because you're trying to grow your audience and you want to make sure that you're on par with whatever is going out in the real world or the mm -hmm. uh, sometimes... Sometimes I think celebrities aren't real, but out in, in their world. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, um, but okay, a little bit more. Let, let's let's get down to business. Let's dive down into a little bit of the numbers here. Give it. Dive it. We don't have to get Give into it. actual numbers. I know you guys are being managed and have a lot of privacy, but I do want to know, you know, what, what do you guys, is this full-time for you guys? Is this like your full-time job? You wake up and y'all are full-time comedians and TikTokers and sketch writers and YouTubers. Or do you have a day job or, you know, what, what, what's the big, you know, how do you make money basically? Yeah. We don't, <laughs> how do we, <laughs> our power is about to go in out. trouble. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's a good question. So recently Alex was doing, or I guess you're still kind of doing it, Alex, right? If you want to talk about what you're doing? Yeah. Right, so I, a thing initially I was doing was central casting. So it's kind of like background acting. Um, and it just kind of helps fill in the void if there's like you need an audience member or someone at a party and everything. I'm like, oh, I could do that. And so they just put me in there and, and you just kind of fill the space. And so that's something that at the beginning was great because it was a ton of hours, especially in a day and shooting. One, you get to see the experience, filming, how all that works. But then two, it was a good chunk of time. Hard part was, of course, very unpredictable. Like whole film industry, it's very unpredictable. So it's like, I'm like, 
Pablo, things are going good. And it's like, I think we may go two more hours or like six more hours. I really yeah. don't know. And so you couldn't plan anything. So that was the hardest part. So I've been still trying to do that, but also work around us because we have to be together, of course, to make the videos and to be doing all that stuff too. So that's been a work in progress of making that more common, but that's kind of mainly where I get money right now. Yeah. Um, and then on my side, I did have a good amount of savings when I moved out here to LA and then I started doing, and then I just continued, I started a new tech sales job that was fully remote. So I think that's what I told you last time, Mini. So that's how I was doing from eight to 5 PM. Um, it kind of got super hard to balance, especially in December because that like, uh, outshine talent, which is the agency or the management company we just recently signed with was wanting to have all, was wanting to have meetings with us to talk about more about if you're interested in signing with them. TikTok was reaching out about like all these other stuff, like Trendathon, like the thing we talked about. And then Emily, like Netflix screening. And then on top of that, brands were reaching out to us as well. We had to make videos with brands and it was just a lot at the moment. Um, and so I felt kind of bad because in tech sales, it's not like you can goof off or something like that. Like you need results, you know, like sales is a hard job and stuff. And so I felt really bad that I couldn't be performing and giving it to them. So I was completely honest with them. They were super receptive. So I recently just quit. Actually, I think the first week of January was my last week. Um, so I've been unemployed now for a couple of weeks. Um, I'm looking into kind of getting a part-time job. Don't really know what, but just something that I can just keep me, just have like some side income coming in. Thankfully, Alex and I have both been blessed like with TikTok. Brands are reaching out to us um, about doing videos for them, advertising videos for them. And so we've been able to sustain ourselves with like that. Like we haven't had to like dip into savings or anything. Like it's kind of surprising how well people, like how much people were willing to pay us. And we're like, that's crazy because it's like, that means people with like double amount of followers must be getting insane amount of money. So I'm just like, that's insane. So that social media influencing is like a whole different like ball game to me. Like that is learning so a lot. Yeah. yeah. But it makes sense because it's like, if, like, you know, you look up to somebody a lot, like for, you know, LeBron James, like talks about maybe like a new, besides shoes, right. If he talks about like a new, I don't know, cryptocurrency or something like that, right? Like you're into, I'm sure you're into that many with business and stuff like that. So it's like, well, I might at least look into it, you know? So, right. see, what, you know, so. Yeah, you know, <laughs> us, LeBron James, we're all, you know, just a part <laughs> of this social media. We're level. all same level. We talk to <laughs> him all the time. Have y'all seen the new Matt Damon commercial where I say new, it's been out for, you know, a few months probably. But he's, it's for crypto.com and it starts off looking like it's like some like intro Action. monologue or like trailer to one of his new like you know theatrical movies, movies. yeah and then at the end of it he's like uh fear the bold or fear the brave or something <laughs> and then, yeah uh, it's like mars and yeah it's <laughs> it goes out into space and zooms out and it goes boom crypto.com crypto. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like what what is that like i thought it was a got matt damon like yeah, yeah. I thought this was like some badass new movie that's about yeah. to come out, and little did I know it's crypto.com, but whatever. <laughs> we we saw it in a movie theater, and I was like, this is a cool trailer. <laughs> it's like, this is a commercial. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, y'all, I know everything's probably under wraps, um, and you got to sign contracts and everything, but are there any sponsors we can know about? Anything in the works coming up? nothing yet so we nothing can confirm okay. but the ones brands we have worked with that we can tell you if you've seen we've worked with jack in the box coca-cola uh was there a book of the month book of the month um i'm sure we can say this whatever but they we released an ad for them and it actually did surprisingly well for like an ad because another thing with tiktok is it kind of not that it censors ads but it's like 
people don't really want to watch an ad and stuff like that. Like, you know, they want to watch like funny content or whatever they want to watch. And so for us, it was like funny because we incorporated our thing, but we said like, instead the average, the, we asked, Hey, have you guys ever read it ends with us, which is a popular book, apparently. Alex and I, <laughs> I mean, to our listeners out there, we've obviously read it. Um, right. <laughs> it was just funny, and so we did the com- we did an ad for them like that, and people thought it was a fun. Like people were like, "Come, it's like this is awesome, this is the best ad." And so then it ended up expanding, and I think it's gotten like over a million views or something like that. So that's just crazy on its own. But I think those are the three we've been working with, right, Alex? Yeah. And we're gonna keep emailing Disney and Hulu and Netflix <laughs> until they kick us off. <laughs> Yeah, you never know. You've already worked for Disney once in the past. Maybe you can have it in somehow, but all right. We'll see. Well, guys, it's been great. Before I let you guys go, I've got one more question for y'all. And it's, you know, kind of reeling it all back in. We've talked about where you guys came from, how you started out, how you met, what your journey's been like so far, and how you're honestly just getting started, but how you've already seen so much growth. What's the big picture here? Um, that might be different for each of you, you know, like you're going out, you're going to pursue comedy, you're going to make people laugh. What's what's the drive? What's the passion? What's the big goal for you guys? To own Tommy Bahama. <laughs> oh, wait, no, sorry. Pablo, sorry. <laughs> That's the other dream. <laughs> That's the other dream. That's the side dream. That's the other dream. That's the other dream. That's the other one. Um, I, I, I could start off with it. I, I think it's getting to pursue this together, keep growing and learning and getting to the point where we could like – when we first brought up these heroes that we had SNL and key and peel, these people who inspired us to do comedy getting to a point where not only we get to do that style of comedy, sketch writing, doing that together, writing it, performing it, um, getting to be a part of these just amazing community. Um, but to, with that work, like getting to then like just it hopefully inspire more people to want to pursue that too. I think it's just such an incredible uh, goal of ours so i think kind of that big and snl key and peel doing that and just growing stuff slowly and surely to get to that point uh would just be bonkers <laughs> absolutely crazy yeah. if we could even get somewhere close to that yeah and i guess just like that's a, and that's definitely a big picture like alex was saying so we definitely set some goals for ourselves this year but I know they're going to happen, but hey, we're going to manifest them. So we'll share them with you, Vinny, right here for listeners. We would love to, this year, we obviously want to keep growing on TikTok. We just started, one of our goals was to start the YouTube channel and launch our first sketch. So that's awesome that we already did that. And so we're going to continue to do that. A um, couple other smaller goals, like we hopefully get to work with some, I think I was kind of talking about but like brands, like, like it'd be cool because our whole niche is like quoting movies and TV shows. So it'd be cool if we got to work with like Disney plus or Hulu or Netflix and stuff like that to promote something really cool. That would be awesome. Um, something we didn't even think about, but um, talking with, you know, the new management agency and stuff like that. And Barbara, she was saying like, who knows, like down the line and stuff like that. Like maybe something where you guys can be like host of something, like even if it's like on a red carpet or something like that, like, cause you know, people need stuff like that. And so we're like, that would be awesome. So I know one of our goals this year is to like, Hopefully we get to attend like more red carpets and maybe even like be, you know, interviewers there. Like that would be a phenomenal goal. So, uh, but either way, we're going to keep growing. We're excited for this year. We're learning a lot. We still got a lot of growth, a lot of growth. So. Well, I'm and we're doing it together and it's fun and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, y'all are absolutely doing it together. and Y'all are doing a great job of it. I'm sad that you didn't give me the Tommy Bahama memo. Would have, uh, would have masked for the occasion. Uh, Blame Alex. Excuse me, but 
No, I would have I would have matched for the occasion. But in all seriousness, I'm really happy for you guys. It's been awesome to see where you've already taken this so far. And I hope that you reach every one of those goals this year. Every one of them seems feasible from an outsider's perspective. So it's been an absolute pleasure having you guys on. You'll never fail to make me laugh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're day one, Vinny. Day one. Day zero. Exactly. Well, for all those listening, uh, you can find Alex and Pablo on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at DuraFest2. That's at D-U-R-A-F-E-S-T and then the number two. So thank you so much for being here, guys. For all our listeners, don't forget to follow us, Up to the Mic, on Instagram and Twitter at Up to the Mic underscore pod and on Facebook at Up to the Mic. So thank you guys so much. It's been great. Let's go. Thank you, baby. Thanks, baby. Shout out to Do I gotta have it? I ain't even playing, got a really bad habit.